Hello and welcome to another podcast by Dr. John Reiser. Um, today I'd like to discuss a subject that I think most of us are probably interested in, but uh, very few of us ever seem to talk about it or question it, and that's the issue of fixing health care. You know, we all talk about um, how health care is expensive, how health care can can be a uh, situation, financially speaking, that causes Americans to, um, in, in a lot of situations, lose their whole nest egg after, after working for many, many years. Um, and all of a sudden, you, um, you come into a situation where you have a, a, you know, an illness or, or something that requires you to stay in a hospital for a period of days or weeks, and your entire life savings can be, can be wiped out. And um, so that's an issue that uh, many people are, are concerned about in our country, uh, in, in, in some of the other countries around the world. Um, there are uh, free health care, or not free health care, but health care that is, is, is put into a system where people pay for it through their taxes, and they have those health care benefits when they need them. They don't have to worry about having insurance or health insurance products that are astronomically beyond reach for, for many people in the United States because the premiums are just so, so expensive. So I wanted to discuss that subject today as well as the subject of fixing health care um, itself because it's one thing to have a problem with health care in the, in the form of finances. And it's another thing altogether different when we talk about having health care or a health care system that doesn't work, it's it you may be able to pay for the health care, but the health care system itself is getting people sick, keeping them sick. Um, our our profession, our our allopathic or traditional medical profession, cures very few things, if any, anything, and and there's a reason for that. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that, and. Uh, but basically, I'd just like to say that, you know, if our American government truly wanted to fix health care for, for people, for its citizens, it could do so. It could absolutely get the job done. You would have to, you would have to enact a few changes in the structure of uh, U.S. law. And uh, if we did, people living in America could become far removed from those burdens of astronomical health care costs. And we could also create a medical profession that, for all intents and purposes, um, would work better. It, the one that we have right now, it doesn't work properly, at least in the long-term management of diseases. And um, I think that, you know, in a, in a previous podcast, I talked a little bit about that, how, you know, we don't really have a profession of, of medicine that is able to cure anything. We manage diseases. We, we have a lot of drugs and a lot of products that are used to um, treat symptoms of diseases. But the suppression of diseases by mainstream medicine does not cure anything. In fact, it prolongs the inevitable. It's, it's, a, it's a situation where if you go to a medical doctor for a chronic disease, there's a pretty good chance basically a 99.9% chance you're never going to be cured. You're going to have that disease or that ailment for the rest of your life, and it's by design. 
because the pharmaceutical companies that are uh, creating all of and funding the research are not funding research that's looking for the eradication of any type of diseases that are currently in existence. In fact, I would I would tend to argue that they're looking for ways to create more diseases that they can profit from. So I I, I call them intellectual properties. Um, you can call them what you want, but they're they're the, the individual diseases that are being treated today are very much making um, a, a fortune for, for pharmaceutical companies and big pharma. Uh, there's a whole rainbow of, of ribbons out there, rainbow colored of ribbons that represent the different intellectual properties of big pharma and the big medical empire that they have no desire of eradicating. These diseases are cash cows and the uh, managerial um, aspects of it are quite, quite lucrative. As you can see, uh, in any city throughout the United States, there are hospital centers that have big, big wings and floors dedicated to different types of these intellectual properties. And they make a lot of money from them. And a lot of people are suffering needlessly because these things could be eradicated if we, um, if we wanted to do so. Um, here are some of the things you know, it's great to it's great to always point out these things and and tell people, you know, things could be better. But a lot of times, people that are saying this, they don't provide any solutions. And I'd like to, I'd like to give you a few things in my considered opinion that I believe would would be able to change our healthcare system uh, from what it is. And and number one. New legislation has to be introduced and passed that changes the way medical research is currently being performed. And I have always felt, since I've been a healthcare provider, that as long as there are for-profit pharmaceutical companies running the show and that they're allowed to overrun the medical arena with fabricated research studies that quite literally open the doors for toxic drugs to be produced and then dispensed to the entire population base, as long as this occurs, people will continue to stay sick. There are not going to be any diseases eradicated because medical research is a joke. And in many instances, it's nothing more than pharmaceutical companies paying for a desired result they desperately want published concerning a specific drug they have, um, have a you know, they're peddling. So new laws have to be passed that prevent these companies from overseeing this kind of research. Um, I have always believed as well that the corruption that's taking place with regards to medical research is, is quite mind-blowing. Um, another thing that has to be done is we have to make it illegal for pharmaceutical companies to advertise their products directly to American healthcare consumers. Yeah, through television, through radio, through print media products, uh, we need to we need to stop that because um, they shouldn't be doing that. Be, the, the healthcare consumer is not the person that is educated uh, to um, to handle this stuff. They're not going to school to become medical doctors. They're relying on professionals. The way the system is set up, so to market these drugs and these products to people directly. To me, it's 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 ridiculous, and it's it's uh, causing a lot of problems because you have healthcare consumers pretty much telling doctors what drugs they need, and that's not the way it should run. Um, I think that um, 
when you look at that situation, just on the on you know step back from it a little bit and look at it, it's pretty easy to see the illogical nature of it. It's crazy. Um, the other thing I think needs to be done is we would we would do better as a society if we were to get our government to get rid of private health insurance companies. Um, private health insurance companies are are not a good thing. Uh, Obamacare, Trump Care, uh, any any of these health insurance products should be terminated immediately. And every U.S. citizen from birth until death should be covered by uh, the American Medicare system. Uh, socialized medicine is not the demon and the evil thing that it's made out to be. It's it's portrayed that way by by government and by lobbyists and by people that have a vested interest in not allowing socialized medicine to come into be in this country, in the United States. But it's not a bad thing. And um, I think that, you know, we already have socialized medicine in the United States. It's it's the Medicare program, but it's only for certain people. And you pay into it your entire life. And you could do the same thing with taxes, um, with a, if, if the Medicare system would cover everybody from birth to death. And I, and I don't think it should be an 80% thing where, you know, people have to go out and buy as 20% supplemental insurance either. You have one payer, and that payer is Uncle Sam. And the amount of savings that you would have as a government by having yourself as the primary and the only payer would be astronomical because you would not have to keep on funding all this extra money through taxes when you have these independent free market insurance companies that keep on driving the price up, actually. That's what they're doing. And um, it's a racket. But you have a lot of people that are going to be inherently resistant to this idea because they're not used to this. And you have to understand there's a lot of people that are being lobbied in Congress and in and in our political system to keep things the way that they are because it is a very lucrative system for a very, very wealthy group of uh, people. And uh, so so I think that there should be one health care payer. And I think that um, it, that that should be done. That should have been done yesterday. <laughs> um there should also be legislation introduced and passed that makes it illegal for the pharmaceutical industry to lobby the federal government. You have to take the profit out of disease management. And once you do that, we will begin to see a medical system that has a new set of goals. The federal government needs to fund research, real research, that is attempting to find, its, to find a way to eliminate various diseases. It needs to eliminate the research template that's currently taking place that ensures diseases will be managed forever and never cured. And, and people that will, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are going to say, well, you can't be a socialist. And I think in healthcare, I think you can, and I think you need to be. Um, first of all, if we can't invest our resources as a country, in the health and well-being of American citizens, what's the point of anything else? As long as you have companies, for-profit insurance companies that are out there conducting research, making products that manage diseases, there's no great desire by an industry 
to eradicate a disease. If you try to eradicate something or if you're successful in creating a cure and eradicating a disease, you're basically killing a cash cow. And so that's why you really cannot have, in my opinion, a profit-based system in healthcare. You can have it in other things. There are other markets that you can have capitalism in. That's fine. But don't have it in healthcare. Healthcare should be something that is sacred to the population and longevity of the population. And you shouldn't have to sit in a country like the United States, that's supposed to be one of the greatest countries in the world, if not the greatest country in the world, work your entire life, have an illness, go into a hospital for a short period of time, and have your entire life's work taken away from you. Because you have a $300,000 or a $500,000 hospital bill because you had a heart attack or you needed your gallbladder removed and when you were there you got an infection and you have you know complications there's all kinds of things that can happen and so when we have a healthcare system that's predicated on on insurance companies and drug companies that are in it for profit and at the highest levels are owned by the same entities uh, because let's face it you know you've got hospitals now that are owned by hospital corporations and the hospital corporations are owned by insurance companies and the insurance companies are owned by pharmaceutical companies and big pharma and big medicine are all in it together and um, so so they're all profiting off of healthcare consumers and you just can't have that and that's going to be a hard thing to break and to stop because we're talking about billions and billions of dollars of revenue that's coming in. So it's not that easy to get rid of it. But um, this is what needs to be done if you truly want to fix healthcare in the United States um, financially and, and as a practice, as a practicing profession that really does get sick people well. Because we're not getting sick people well with traditional healthcare. We're keeping people sick indefinitely and managing their symptoms. We're using suppressive healthcare technology, suppressive healthcare drugs to manage indefinitely conditions instead of figuring out ways that we can clear physiological pathways and allow a better expression of health. And that can be done. That can be done. There's no vested companies in there doing it right now because there's no money in it. But if the government was to take over that funding of that research strictly for the for the well-being of humanity or its citizens, then you'd have a you'd have a vested interest in doing it. It's a it's a it sounds great as a template and as a as a as a theoretical you know system, but putting it into action would be very difficult because you just have too many greedy greedy people and entities. Uh, corporate entities that are in existence, and uh, it's not also the way people perceive the problem to be, even though that's what the problem is. So, again, I, I just wanted to address that a little bit, and in in future editions of the podcast, I'll probably get into this a little bit more, and um, see if we can't uh, uh, discuss that in in some greater detail. But that's, that's what I wanted to talk about today. And um, until next time, I hope everyone has a great day. And this has been uh, Dr. John Reiser's podcast. Hi, folks. This is Dr. John Reiser. Be sure to visit my website, nofakenews.net.
And the next time you go there, go under the section that says websites to visit and check out the website by Bookaholic. Bookaholic is a book blogger, and she spends a lot of time on the Goodreads site, and she has a lot of interesting books that she reviews, and most especially, she reviews new authors and a lot of independent authors. So the next time you go to nofakenews.net, make sure you check out Bookaholic.